All right, Nell, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to chat with you. It's funny, I was just looking up. Just I always want to make sure I do my research. And right before I hopped on the call, I'm like, let me just check the World Athletics page. Just make sure. I felt like I was up to date, but just to make sure. And it's down. Why? You, the World Championships were going on, which is like the most exciting time of the year for our track friends. Have you been uh, up to date watching as much as you can? Or if you're not there, do you have to try to distance yourself from, from the goings on? Um, no, I like to keep up with it. Um, it's, I like, I, I've been watching it like after the fact, just because of, um, my access and schedule, but, um, but yeah, I've been keeping up. Gotcha. Is there certain, certain races that you'd like to follow? Or are you just like, you like to follow all of it? Like, do you get into the field events as a runner? Like what level of involvement do you get into with these sort of events? I mean, I think, I think like, because, you know, I am more experienced in like the 10 K and 5 K and like, you know, have raced those girls and, you know, know them personally. I think that those are like the more exciting events for me, but, um, I have really enjoyed learning more about, um, you know, other events, uh, field events, um, just from like being in the sport for longer, getting more like my network be becoming like larger and like meeting some of these people, like it really makes it more exciting. And I think it, it makes it more well-rounded and it's fun to learn, like to like, just like grow and learn more about the sport. Yeah. I mean, it's, it has been super fun to follow. That is for sure. And like, I'm someone who like, I, I hate drama and conflict in real life, like with my friends and family, but like, I love it in sports. So we've had a little, had a little goings on over there. So it's, it's been fun to follow. So I've been, I've been a huge fan, but like you, I don't feel like I watch anything live. It's always after the fact. So I'm always like, yeah. all right, am I going to go on Twitter and spoil it or not? Um, I mean, I, I feel like I, I like it either way, but I always have to make that decision of like what I'm, how I'm going to handle it. Right. Exactly. And I think, yeah, I think it's just like too hard to like mentally understand what the schedule is for me. Cause I'm not an organized person. So I'm like, I don't understand what's going on, but tomorrow I'll watch it. And like, people always ruin it for me, but like, like, all right, well, that's the only way I can do it right now. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. There you go. And it's, it doesn't make the race less fun. Like if you told me like, <laughs> Hey, Kerr won the men's 1500, be like, I'm still going to watch it. Like, right. I'm, it's not going to change anything. In right. fact, it might be like, Hey, how does this dude win? Like, where is he right now? Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. So enough world championships talk. Let's talk about you. So, you know, last time we talked, it was post Boston, which, you know, just like when I talked to Danny, you know, there's kind of like a, a large gap between like post Boston stuff and then kind of catching up over the summer. You've run a couple of races since then. The New York Roadrunners Mini 10K, both from the US ATF 6K, but the, the Mini 10K was first. And I guess, first of all, heading into the summer and into these races, what was your um, recovery like post Boston? And then how did you start start structuring your training heading into these races? Um, I took a really short recovery post Boston. I think, I don't know. The idea there was, was twofold. I think was Boston for some reason, like, you know, I was like very sick coming into Boston as I probably talked about. I was really tired because I hadn't slept in like, I don't know how many nights. Um, so Boston for me, I was like, all right, got to get through this race. 
so I didn't feel like, you know, it didn't feel like the other marathons where I finished and I was like totally depleted. And I was like, all right, that was like, I need this much of a break. I felt like I was just getting going. Um, I felt like I needed, like, I felt like I, you know, kind of breezed through Boston and I was like, all right, I was really, I was really excited for like, to actually finally start feeling good. So I, took, I think I took like a week off. I normally take like two or three. Um, and then I got back into it pretty fast. Um, and yeah, the other reason is like, we were, I think I was really excited to like work on some things, um, you know, with the trials coming up and I was just like, so like amped. So, um, it was a short break. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I wondered how you were going to handle it because you had a crazy lead into Boston, right? We covered it. Like you almost didn't run the race because of all the stuff that was going on from a traveling perspective, getting the parasite and then heading into the race. You ran really well. Was it cherry blossom? Like right before, was it two or three weeks before Boston? Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, all right, I can imagine you doing both, right? Like, Hey, crazy lead up back to back races had to take a break. Versus like, hey, coming up, coming up, feel, start finally feeling good after so long not feeling good. Let's just kind of keep this train moving. So after a marathon build like that, going to some shorter races, how much does your training change um, getting ready for those types of things? Or is it not a huge difference in terms of what you're doing week to week? Um, No, it changes a lot. I mean, I'm basically, um, because I'm at altitude, um, well, part of the reason because I'm at altitude and because like, um, a 10 K mini really, that wasn't a focus of mine. It's like way too early. Um, not in shape for that, but like, you know, the six K, um, big seven mile, um, I was going to do the 10 K and which is later this summer. And then the whatever. And those I trained for more of like a, more of like a, 5k runners, how I train for those just, you know, 200s, 400s, 600s, um, time trials, tons of time trials, two mile time trial, one mile time trial, um, short tempos to kind of like make them pretty, very, like very high quality tempo. So like four mile tempos at like alternating between like five minute pace and five, like 10 pace, you know? So, um, very like for me, it's very different from when I would start training for a marathon. Gotcha. And when you're doing those really peppy uh, workouts where you're really focusing on like 200s, 400s, 600s, is that kind of a once a week thing or is that sprinkled in a little bit more liberally? Um, I mean, th that's once a week. And then the next workout will be like either a time trial. So I'll do two workouts a week. The next workout will be a time trial or um, a short, a short tempo. Okay. So would you be in one of those seven week cycles where it's a shorter workout a longer workout in terms of like the duration of duration of the reps and then also a long run or does the long run start to get cut out a little bit from that sort of cycle? Um, I definitely keep the long run. Um, they're not like, they're shorter though. They're like 16 to 18 miles instead of, you know, 20 to 26. Okay. And if you're doing 16 to 18 and you're not throwing like a lot of spice into it because you're doing these other workouts. How long does that usually take? 
Um, oh, depends. Like sometimes we'll try to go pie. So we go up to mags and it takes, you know, we're averaging maybe 7.45. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm running with like Haruni who runs fast, I'll like, we'll average like seven, just over seven. Um, but those are, those are supposed to be just like easy, like go out there, have a conversation, like be out there for a while. Um, they're supposed to be aerobic. Yeah. And that's Haruni Wizratna? Yeah. Ooh, I don't even know how to say her I, name. I interviewed her a couple of years ago, and I practiced that name so many times ahead of the interview. Now it's now just ingrained. I, like, now I say it almost too fast. I'm like yeah. really confident. And I'm like, someone's like, wait, hold on. What, what was that? You're like, oh, Haruni Marara, you mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. I talked to her once, but I got it. I got the last name down. I don't, I don't <laughs> know her at all. But um. Well, all right. So when you're focusing on that, the aerobic side of things, you're not, not taking it too hard. Um, what is the benefit of, say, going to mags at higher elevation and, and also getting more vert on that long run um, when you're doing when you're focusing on more the the speedier races? Um, I mean, just like building your strength, just like you would always, you know, like. I don't want to completely like disregard like that, like endurance like long aerobic work slash strength work for the marathon so that's like kind of where that would play in like okay instead of like making this a super easy run let's like add a little bit of benefit add some hills add some altitude um to get a little bit more stimulus in um because just the you know for me like a flat two hour easy run is like pretty standard it's not like really I'm not gaining much from it just cause I'm so used to it. So, you know, we are not, we're trying to like maintain. Um, but yeah, we'll throw the, the mags run in or we'll go up to Rollinsville. It was another run. Um, yeah. And when did you start to, or not start to, but when did you finalize your schedule for the summer and, you know, early September? Did that happen before Boston or after Boston? Did you start figuring that stuff out? Oh, after Boston, um, probably not until like Memorial Day ish. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And then when you're making race selections, is it a, like how big, how big are the, is the pool of options for someone of your caliber in terms of the, the kind of races you want to do and what's the selection process like? Um, yeah, there's a lot of ways you could go and everyone has a different preference on what they like to do and how they like to train for things. But basically, you know, we, we look at like, okay, what are your A races? So for me, Olympic trials is like the A race. And then you're like, okay, well, what makes sense? Like, is there a fall marathon that makes sense for that? All right. Well, Chicago, because I don't want to travel internationally right now. Um, and why it worked out so well last time. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, Chicago, good timing, um, can recover. So let's pick Chicago. It benefits me as an American, you know, to, to go there, I'll get more money than I would get anywhere else. Um, I think I can run very fast, flat course. Maybe that'll be a good practice for the trials. So like those come into play and then it is, okay, so now we have Chicago. 
let's work backwards from Chicago. So we need like a half marathon-ish type race. Okay, 20K New Haven, perfect timing. Let's go there. There's always great competition. So it's like, what's the timing? What's the competition like? What's the travel going to be like? Are they going to give you money? Um, did you have a good experience there last time? Um, those are some factors that we boil in. Uh, we really like to race short races at sea level, um, to just get like a really good workout in, break our training up, um, get practice racing, um, see where we're at. So that's kind of like how we set up our, our schedule. Again, for me, like this summer I was, I don't know if I still am, but was winning the pro circuit in the points. So that's another like factor that goes into it. Like, okay, like, could you easily, I mean, sorry, not easily, but could you earn 20 K winning the circuit and you break, you break it down, you know, you're like, okay, well, here's the position I'm in. If this girl comes, I can beat her. So that's another factor. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to all, or like, I'm going to do the, the, road series because that's just like what makes sense for me yeah absolutely um especially with a lot of these being the ones that you had mentioned a lot of them are the usatf races which you know it seems like all right like just look, what, what races are a part of that and then kind of go, go from there as well and this is more of just a logistical thing and pardon my ignorance on this and i would never expect you to just talk specifics on this sort of thing but when it comes to like figuring out the like the money side of things do you slash your agent have to like reach out to them to see like, Hey, what is this? What could this potentially look like? Or is it more reactive? Like they come to you and it's kind of like a recruiting process that you then respond to. It goes both ways. There's some races, um, that will reach out to me. Um, for example, like Cal Harbor, 10 K, um, Bix reach out to me. Um, and then the other races, um, I'll reach out to, um, probably like, yeah, I don't really know how that works or why, or why it's just like random. Like sometimes they'll reach out and I'll be like, yeah, I already had it on my schedule kind of deal. That must be nice. If you already had in the schedule and they reach out, you're like, all right, yeah, I was going to go anyway. This is fantastic. Yeah. Right. All right. So you mentioned that, you know, you signed up for, or, you know, you entered the New York Roadrunners um, mini 10K, but at the same time, it was early for you. It wasn't going to be one of the A road races for you in leading into the summer. With that said, as always, it is a stout field. And we've kind of, before I mentioned kind of the date, this was on June 10th for people who are wondering what, what the date is here. And that field, as always, is stacked. So what's it like going into a race like that where you're not at peak form? But you're going to, you see like, you know, 40 people at the start line. You're like, look at all these people who are like, who are peers of mine. And you go into that race. Like, what is, how do you balance the, you know, this, the energy at the start line with like, all right, here are all my peers that I love racing against and I want to give it my all. But at the same time, I'm also not at peak form. Like, how do you manage that process? Oh, you know, there's, there's no like decisions or choices. You just have to. <laughs> go with where you're at <laughs> you're, you can't be like okay well i'm gonna try to race them you have to be like all right well here's the shape i'm in good to see you guys have a lot of fun up there uh, <laughs> I <will see> you <laughs> end. <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah. all right so so you so you weren't in like you know 
So it's more of like running your own race, knowing what your pace needs to be and going, going down that route. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So in that race, I'm just bringing it up now. All right. So you've finished 14th in that race, 3248, which uh, is a 517 pace for people who are keeping track at home. But at the same time, again, just such an, an august group of women who are running that race. So what did, again, knowing full well that that wasn't like the A race, but it is a great test. What did you come out of that race knowing about yourself in terms of where you were in the process and what you need to do heading into the summer? Um, nothing, nothing. I mean, that race was, that race is really, I mean, that race is like, it's, you know, it's, it's a really fun race. It's an all women's race. They do a great job. It's really a great environment. You want to like be there to like be part of the community. You want to be there to like be part of this all women's race that has a great history. Um, but it's just another workout. And that's just for me. Cause I, I am not the type of person who is like, I'm back. I'm in shape right away. I get in really, really bad shape and then I come back. So like, it's not, you just look at it and you're like, as a workout basically. So you're like, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. So on the mini 10 K getting ready for the USATF six K championships, what did that period look like for you in order to get back into, like you said, like you, you fall out of shape and you really try to ramp it back up. So you mentioned before, generally speaking, what your, what your training looked like after Boston, but after the 10 K, what, you know, I guess, what were some of the workouts you were doing and, or what kind of improvement were you seeing coming out of that race? Um, yeah. I mean, once again, I think we did, we did like a one mile time trial. We did like kind of like a four mile tempo, like averaging like just over a five minute pace. Um, I had some of the best workouts and I felt, and I was feeling like I was, I was running the best I've, I've ever run. Um, I think some of it had to do with, um, I started working with a nutrition coach who we kind of just like picked apart my daily eating. And I just started, I, I, I didn't know, but I was like under fueling, especially with carbs. So we just like really, really, really like drastically up my carbs. And I think like, I've just like never felt so fueled and so like good going into every single workout whoa what a difference which like makes sense it's like yeah you need to like you need to feel yourself um can i pause you right there like what 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 prompted you to have someone take a look at what you're reading and take a look at your nutrition um i've worked with nutritionists before and never really clicked um never really kind of couldn't grasp it i didn't really understand how that it was just it's so complicated um, but I was just talking to, to this guy who does nutrition coaching and what he was saying, like kind of really resonated with me. And I don't even remember what it was, but basically I was like, all right, I know I can do better. I know I can do more. Um, I know 
I can like, just like fuel myself better and feel better. And so that was, that was one of the reasons. Yeah. And, and when you say you made changes, especially upping the carb intake, can you give me an example of what you would do pre-run that, that was like, and once you made the change, like what, what were some of the fueling strategies you did um, that helped you feel so good? It wasn't even pre-run. It oh. was like throughout the day. And I think that is like a good, that's a good, actually a good um, thing to bring up. It's like, you know, people are always like, what should I eat before the workout? But it's like your daily habits. It's like this whole cycle. It's not like just that hour before. For me, it was just like recovering, getting enough carbs in. So I probably started, I was eating like 450 carbs a day, which before I was probably eating like maybe 200. Um, And so, yeah, there wasn't anything that I changed right before my workouts. It was all just like on a daily basis. All right. Gotcha. And then obviously it made a huge impact, which is, which is really interesting. So going into the 6k, um, is how do you approach a race like that, right? The, the 6K, the 5K distance, um, when you're thinking about like how you're going to race a race like that, um, you talked earlier about the, the 10K being like, all right, I'm sticking with my own race. This is just me treating this as a workout. How did you approach the 6K? So yeah, the 6K, like I knew I was in really great shape. I knew I was feeling really good. I knew I could do well, but it's also you know, it's really tricky in running because you, there's so many systems going on. You can feel so good one day. And I've had this so many times before you can feel so good one day and you can feel not good the the next day, you know? So I actually didn't feel like the six day wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, it, it, I don't think it like showed my fitness. I also think I was going through a lot, um, of like, emotional and like other things outside of running. But I think basically I was like, all right, like treating you treat it as a workout and you're like, all right, this is awesome because I'm getting to race like Emily Lapari. I'm getting to race like, um, some of a really good runners who just ran, you know, nationals the week before and ran like really freaking fast. So I'm like, it's like scary, but you're also like, there's literally zero pressure on me. So like, try to stay with the front pack and like, see what you got. There's no, and that's it. Um, so that was kind of our philosophy going into that race. Um, and it, you know, I, I went, um, that's when my foot really started hurt. My foot started hurting. Um, so I think I took like two days off before that. And I was like, we'll see how it feels. Um, and yeah, that race, um, that's basically what I did. I just stayed with the front pack. And then I was like happy with fifth place because I was like in fifth place, like with 800 to go. And I was like, yeah, I'm really happy with this. And then all of a sudden, like Emily Lapari, just like, fizz- like you could like visibly see her die. And you were like, okay, I'm good with fourth place. That's great. And then the next girl, you could visibly see her die. And you're like, oh, third, I'm on the podium. This is amazing. And then all of a sudden the next girl was like right next to me. And I was like, I might as well just kick this in. And then I basically re- lost real estate on, um, uh, Kurgot. Um, so yeah, I was like pretty happy with it. I was happy with like my strong finish. Um, 
And that's just one of those races where you're like, okay, good. Like we worked on speed work. I know like I can compete. I know I feel good. Um, now we can like really start looking at like the marathon. All right. So you mentioned the foot. It started bothering yeah. you. You run the race anyway. It's not obviously not bothering you in the last 100 meters. You didn't mention it as you're like doing the calculus of how am I approaching the, the kick here. So when did the foot start to mushroom into a problem, like a serious problem? Um, so it started like the foot was hurting forever. The foot's been hurting. And I honestly don't, I can't even tell you when it started hurting. But I think what happened, to be honest, was I think I just trained for Boston, like, completely depleted. I think I was completely depleted training for Boston running 115 miles a week. Um, and I think that's probably when I got the stress fracture. Um, and then, you know, it was like a three to four out of 10 for a while, for a long time. And I just was like, all right, I'm going to keep running. Um, I couldn't not, I just like, yeah, I just, kept running and then let's see after the 6k I kept running <laughs> kept running and then I went to Bix so I traveled there and I went with my teammate Molly Grable um and she's just like what uh what and I had an MRI back and I was just like in so much denial, I guess, I guess I've never been injured. I've never had a stress fracture. So I was like, just completely in denial. Um, I didn't want to be injured. I just, you know, and so Molly was like, wait, what did the, we were like at the airport. And I remember going to Bix and I remember her being like, so what did the MRI say? <laughs> she was kind of like, why are you with me? You know? And I was like, Oh, uh, I was like, I don't really remember. Let me look. And so I like pulled it up at the airport and I was like, oh, it says I have like two stress reactions and a stress fracture. <laughs> she was like, oh, so, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm okay though. She was like, okay. <laughs> and then, and then, um, you know, we get to Bix and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to run. I won't run the next couple days until, until the race. And then like, I'll make a decision. I was like, okay, I was doing like PT on it. Um, and then the morning of, I was like warming up and Molly was like, looks at me and was just like, I don't, she was like, I, <laughs> you can't run. I don't know what you're doing. She was like, what's your, like, what's your goal? What's your goal? And I was like, yeah, I, yes, you're right. Okay. And then, so like I pulled out, uh, maybe like 10 minutes before I was like, I can't run this race. Um, so that's kind of what happened. And then, then I really, I don't think I've run since. <laughs> I'm so confused. So, cause you're, you coach a lot of athletes. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to imagine coach Nell talking to one of her athletes and being like, so how'd the MRI go? And then being right. like, Oh, you know, two stress reactions and a stress fracture. You'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just give it a try. Let's do some right. PT. <laughs> you know what let's ignore that um yeah I think I don't know I think I like am invincible apparently well good thing you have a good friend 
<laughs> who was willing to to give yeah. you some to to give you some again not, not harsh truth because seemed like she approached it with a lot of like grace, but at the same time he like hey, what is going on? Did you actually forget what it said? Like, or were you just like you had just compartmentalized so much that you're like I'm just I'm just putting that aside. I think I. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming then. All right. So so walk me through like when you followed up with, you know, the the the, the doctor or doctors you were working with, you know, post MRI. Like when when did that happen? And when was there some sort of like prognosis put on this and like a path forward for you? Um. Yeah. I went to the doctor probably like the day I got back from Bix. Um, and yeah, he was like, yeah, I need to rest. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I don't doctors though. Um, I don't like them and I don't trust them. And, <laughs> and I clearly don't really listen to them. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I have like people that I trust and that I like and, you know, I, I don't, I think it is. So I think it's not even something as, I don't think it's as straightforward as like people think it is. Like, I don't think, I don't think, I think my stress reactions, I think stress reactions, like I've seen people come back very fast from them. I don't think my stress fracture was actually a stress fracture to be completely honest. <laughs> and that's might be because I'm in denial, but also like, I think it is like that thing does not hurt at all. It never has. I think it might be some calcium, but I don't know. But anyways, um, so yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> okay. And yeah, despite the, you know, disbelief or, you know, hesitation to believe you still, like you said, you haven't run since then. So, um, with that being the case, what are the next steps for you in order to start incorporating running back into the plan? Um, I mean, okay. I can, um, my foot feels better. I can elliptical. I just started alter Ging. Um, I have been biking a lot. I've been swimming a lot. I've been aqua jogging a lot. I've been doing strength. Um, nothing that involves like pushing or loading. Um, and so it is going to be just like a slow process of, you know, a little bit more weight on the ultra G, maybe a little bit more ellipticaling, um, and then to, um, being on land. Gotcha. So is Chicago still on the schedule or is that gone? Um, as of now it is. Gotcha. Okay. And with that being the case, just like with Boston, like you basically, this is almost like, again, very different circumstances, but this feels a lot like Boston of like, okay, there has to be a line of demarcation between like, okay, this doesn't make sense anymore. I can't ramp up this quickly. This needs to get paused. Obviously the big difference here is that Boston happened in April, you know, almost a full year away from the trials where Chicago obviously is a lot closer. So mm -hmm. with that being the case, do you feel like you're going to be more hesitant to run Chicago than you were Boston? Or do you feel like it will be kind of like a similar, a similar approach than you took last time? Um, I mean, we'll definitely make the smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay. No, 
Thank you for sharing all of this. And I'm so sorry that you're injured. That obviously is a huge bummer. And it sounds like you're doing everything you can to, you know, stay fit and do all of that stuff for sure. So I hope that everything goes well and that this heals up nice and quick. So again, thanks for coming on, for sharing all this stuff. No one wants to talk about injuries. So I really appreciate you coming on here and doing yeah. just that. Yeah, of course.